0: Hey everyone, episode 112 of Do The Woo Podcast, and this is Bob Dunn. We have a very, very interesting podcast for you this time around. What we're doing is we have a roundtable. We call it the WooCommerce Roundtable with some panelists and they're going to bring in somebody from WooCommerce.com, ask them some questions and in turn the guest gets to ask the panelists some questions in any way it makes for a very lively conversation. So we're going to dive into that but before I do just a quick shout out to one of my pod friends 10up. If you're looking for a way to really beef up your e-commerce store search try Elastic Press by 10up. It's Lightning Fast Search with support for faceting and autocomplete, giving your customers the experience they expect. Now you, all you have to do is head on over to elasticpress.io, use the promo code do the woo and you'll get 10% off your six months. So check out our pod friend 10up and their plugin, ElasticPress. So let's dive right into the show.
1: So this, this session is all about us, the community. Together with my panelists to learn what WooCommerce is up to. And for that, we've invited Jonathan Walt in the purple chair. So we're going to ask you a lot of questions, but you can also ask us a lot of questions. Not sure if you're going to get the answers that you really want. Um, but yeah, together, we'll have a really good, good discussion. So, first of all, let me introduce the panelists before I get back to you, uh, Jonathan. Um, Robbie. Uh, Welcome. Hi. Um, Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit on what do you do, who do you work for? And...
2: Sure, sure. I'm Robbie Adair and I'm CEO of OS Training and Media Team. So I have an agency where we actually do work with Joomla and WordPress, WooCommerce, and then I have a training company where we train people how to work with Joomla and WordPress, WooCommerce, all other types of uh, CMSs and web technologies. And I'm in Houston, Texas.
1: Great. So you've been in the the open source um, a, long really, a long time, a long time,
2: very long time. Uh, we can't say how long.
1: Time, do you remember the first time you worked with WooCommerce when you came across it?
2: Hmm. Wow. It was a very long time ago. And actually, oddly enough, my first experience with WooCommerce came through Joomla because I was actually connecting a Joomla site over to a WordPress database to pull some information about products out of a WooCommerce, out of WooCommerce tables and pulling it up to show it into a dashboard into Joomla. And so I had to jump into WordPress and learn WooCommerce to figure out where everything was being housed in the database so I could pull it over and and display it on a dashboard for their, their executives to see what was going on in their WooCommerce store.
1: Great. Um, just quickly, if people want to get in touch with you, what's your favorite platform, social media, or way to contact?
2: LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm Robbie Adair on just about every platform you can find out there. It's, I'm pretty easy to find.
1: Nice. Great. Um, Robbie Jacoby, hello. Familiar face on the I <laughs> the <new> thing, <laughs> on on every platform, really. Tell us a bit about yourself, uh, people don't know <laughs> it yet.
3: Thanks, Ronald. I love it how i you know Robbie and I may be some of the biggest Joomla experts around, and we're doing a WooCommerce uh, panel. <laughs> <laughs> critics, <laughs> uh, critics. <laughs> I'm an industry analyst and strategist working with uh, companies trying to get into open source, primarily WordPress and uh, WooCommerce, uh, as well as providing media, news, and opinions at uh, my news site, RobertJacoby.com. Great.
1: Um, do you remember the first time you came across WooCommerce? Hey, look, I've known
3: the name for a long time. I think the first time I was actually like looked at it was probably three or four years ago. So nice. I'm probably I'm probably the the, the youngest woo person here.
1: <laughs> Great, um, Chrissy, you are sort of the the third sort of panelist um, of this little gang, and tell us a bit about yourself. Who do you work for? Where do you live?
4: I don't think you're the youngest woo person here, Robert. I think that might be me. This may be a competition now. I'm not sure. Uh, my name is Christy Chirinos. Um So I'm the uh, product lead for managed WooCommerce hosting at uh, Nexus by Liquid Web. So we have a we have the hosted. WooCommerce offering um, on our catalog that includes WooCommerce support, as well as all your regular hosting, where backups, migrations, speed optimizations, things like that. But we also do things that are important to people running WooCommerce at scales, like on-demand performance testing, like custom hosting solutions. We're running big, big, big WooCommerce stores. We have people who are pulling in 10 million 13 million 40 million using woocommerce so it's a really interesting place to be our merchants are really interesting and they're really doing the most that you can imagine with woocommerce super exciting um i am in austin texas and uh yeah
1: nice nice (laughs) Um, to have you here um if people want to get in touch with you what's the best way
4: Um, I, I am actually taking a break from social media, so I don't know how to answer that question for the listeners very well right now. Uh, you can send me an email, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or just put a stamp on a, on an envelope and send you a postcard.
4: Oh, you know what? We have, um, christychirinos.com slash contact will send me an email.
1: I see. Thank you. So we have a wide range of uh, expertise and background from our panelists, and on the other side, so in the purple chair, we have uh, Jonathan Walt. Hello, Jonathan. Um, I'm really happy you are here with us. So, for those who don't know who you are, which I again doubt, <laughs> because you're regular on the uh, doodoo do as well, um, introduce yourself. What do you do? Um, what's your role within WooCommerce?
5: Just before I do that, are we? Gonna, are you going to introduce yourself, Ronald? <laughs>
1: I should really, isn't it? Um, So my name is Ronald. I I work for a company called GIF. We create um, uh, WooCommerce plugins. I also uh, co-host the WooCommerce London meetup. Uh, And now I'm somehow involved in this, which I think is great. But no, it is actually something that um, Bob and I have been talking about for quite some time where we want to connect WooCommerce with the builder community so we can uh you know get see both both perspectives and this is really the roundtable discussion. So I mean if you want to get in touch with me, I think Slack through WooCommerce
5: uh is probably the easiest way. And kudos to Bob behind the scenes wrangling the uh <laughs> the transitions and everything. So I'm Jonathan Wold. I am responsible for our community initiatives here at WooCommerce. A lot of my time is spent working with the meetup space. I also work in, with our Facebook group, at WooCommerce Live, some of our education initiatives. I am based in beautiful North Idaho in the Pacific Northwest here in the U.S. Best place to live. And uh, what else? I, I was thinking about when did I get st- when did I first come across Woo? Um, does anyone remember E Commerce back in the day? There was this thing before Woo that existed that uh, I remember using, and bless all those who were involved in it. It was pretty painful to use. Um, it was, you know, I was really happy that it existed. I remember, yeah, I was there when Woo first sort of came around. I remember some of the early controversy in the community about the whole Jigo shop thing. We don't talk much about it anymore, but. <laughs> The, what I loved about it was this focus on, okay, let's make it a better user experience. And it was just a, a delight to use, especially yeah. compared to other options that were available. So
1: what was your route into um, WooCommerce or Automatic? How, how did that sort of the last couple of career moves, how did you end up where you are now? Yeah, in pay- good question. Pay-care.
5: So my background is, uh, a lot of my time has been in development in the, the WordPress ecosystem I did a bunch of freelancing for many years spent quite a bit of time in the agency world worked um, at a large agency called xwP for about five years uh, before I did some did some consulting on my own and then I started talking to automatic and uh, I got offered the opportunity to, to work in community which interestingly I didn't really realize until after it's been a pretty consistent thread throughout my uh, career of interest. Like I've been involved in communities online since I was a, a teenager. So it's been pretty cool to see it come full circle. And I love what I get to do here.
1: Brilliant. Well, um, hopefully you'll get to tell us a bit more about it. So um, I think one of the, so before the show, we we talked a little bit. and One of the topics that we uh, sort of discussed was, you know, what sort of happened last year. Robbie, you had a really... <laughs> Good comments about. It. Let's get out of the way. Let's get the
2: what out of the way. Yeah, let's get the COVID out of the way, right? The pandemic. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So, like, I was thinking about it whenever uh, we were talking about you coming on the show, and I was like, you know, wow, as a community manager facing a pandemic, where all in-person events are canceled across <laughs> the world, uh, you know, like I'm sure that totally changed the landscape of your of your role in your job, and and so I wanted to find out, like. Where did you go? How did you morph and change to be able to connect with community? <laughs> One, I'm just, I'm just curious. But the second reason is, is because I feel like because it's it's kind of splintered now. Right. Online. And so I think for uh, our listeners too, hearing where you are, places that you're seeing, it might tell them of other places they don't even know exist or where they should be looking, you know.
5: So when I when I came into the role, tell
2: them of other places uh, they don't even know. And there's these like kind of
5: undertones of like, ah, COVID was starting to because it was uh, my timeline's all sort of messed up right now. It (laughs) feels like this was years ago, but uh, like I was planning for 2020, and a big emphasis of my 2020 planning was to make it easier for our meetup organizers to have venues accessible to them. Like like I was working on a whole program for like venues and like how we would sponsor the venues. And I said, well, I need to get some practical experience in this as well. So I picked a local venue and I, I launched like my own local Coeur meetup. And it was on a, a Wednesday that I ha- hosted the first local Coeur WooCommerce meetup. And by Friday, I had announced that we'd be closing all in-person meetups. Uh, this was in March of, last, of this last year. So one of my strengths is being able to adapt quickly to, to changes. And uh, so that's exactly what happened. We got Zoom pro accounts for anyone who wants to use them in the meetup side of things. And we switched to virtual. I noticed a couple of things. Those who are really used to in-person, they struggled with the transition because it is different. Uh, but it actually turned from my perspective to be quite a positive very quickly because, and and I was surprised by this. So my own quarterly meetup has grown and, uh, you know, there's quite a few local folks. And I started hearing from a few of the locals that they're like, they like this better than, than in person, which surprised me. And, and, and that's mixed. I definitely hear people who are like, we prefer the in-person, but the thread that really came out of it was that these virtual meetups uh, lowered the barrier of entry. Like it made it made that experience of connecting to community and getting that like have those personal connections a lot more accessible to folks. The other thing that really surprised me because early on I tried this uh, I tried this thing of like okay uh let's they're going to be virtual but they're going to still be like locally focused like i mean like that's important like this the quarterly meetup is for folks in court lane. i already knew it's like well obviously we're not going to exclude everyone because that's one of our values is like we want to be as inclusive as possible but i was like i kind of hope people stick to their local areas and then i felt some early frustration when i was noticing people were not doing that they're kind of going all over that's a wait a minute Jonathan, like take us like like this was like an internal battle in my head because externally I was like, yeah, of course this is good. And then I started to notice what was happening. People were, quote unquote, like virtually traveling the world. Like people in my Coeur d'Alene meetup would, would come in like, yeah, I was in London this morning and was at the London meetup. And they're like talking about how awesome that was. And I was like, wait a minute, like this is actually pretty incredible that people are able to, they're getting the local flavor because this local, each of these meetups has this local base to it. But they're starting to, there's this, Uh, I'm always thinking about like gardening and growing things, just sort of cross pollination that's been able to happen. So uh, yeah, it's been quite a year for, for meetups. And I've just been really impressed with how folks have stepped up and, uh, and, and what I'm seeing consistently too, is that with a year like this, there's been actual need in the merchant community for support and for help. And they've been finding that in meetups. They've been finding that in the Facebook group. And splintered, yes, um, but I've seen it as more of a positive than not. And for me, it's going to be a it's a, it's laying a strong foundation for when we do start to be able to do like in person things again. Yeah,
2: I think it's it's kind of crazy too because this this year actually I would feel like it's probably, you've probably had more people come into the community than ever because more yep. and more e-commerce has happened this year than, I mean, like exponentially over the other years. And so I yep. like, I see a lot of it too. And and that's why I was saying, I'm like, you know, I may be in a Facebook group over here or a Slack group over here. And it, so it's kind of it's disjointed, but I also, in every one of those places I'm
5: seeing new people. Yeah, very much so.
3: I, I totally want to tag onto this one because I, I think what you you guys have been able to do it. Woo around the virtual space is great because frankly, I didn't really think of Woo as having a community at all prior yeah. to 2020. I mm-hmm. mean, it. you know, you guys are word camps, but you, I don't think of it as being, as there being a, a Woo community yeah. other than, Oh, that's just another vendor sponsor product, whatever. So I'm curious to see what your, uh, you know, maybe tacked for when we start getting in person again, will be to kind of maybe change that Mm. just for me. This is all about me change that idea for me.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Just two quick thoughts on that. The first, like when I came into the role, uh, I, I really have, if I can boil down the work, it's in two categories. The first is to support what's already there to your point. Like, so sometimes it's not apparent, but there is a community that's already there and uh, it's, it's, like a lot of it draws from WordPress, but e-commerce is its own kind of thing. And it's, it wasn't as apparent at first. And a lot of my work has been to support, like talking to Meetup organizers and say, Hey, how can I just give what you're already doing more visibility? And then the other part of my focus is what can I do to help the community grow? So it's already there. I'm not like starting from nothing. It's like, and some, a lot of times it's like, how can I just get out of the way and provide resources and support? And so it can do its thing. But then you know, there's a there's quite a bit to do where it's like yeah we can actually help grow this we can we can get pieces connected that weren't connected before uh, and I think your your experience Robert isn't unique like people go, oh wow what the, there's a lot there's those who are in it see it but from the outside it can be easy to miss and I want to change that because it's it's pretty incredible.
1: Do you think there will ever be a um a WooCommerce WordCamp style? Event? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know there have been in the past, but is there something that that could happen again
5: out of this? Yeah, very much so. I mean, wh- one of the things I've had a lot of fun with with this idea, of like WooCommerce Live. Right now, it's all virtual, but my my long term sort of dream for it is to turn it into a, a an in person event with a first class like remote experience. Like I, I think about like the world of sports and and gaming and. When you're there in person, you get some really unique aspects, but you're not penalized for being home, right? Like in terms of the content and experience. A lot of events right now have been the other way where it's like maybe they'll throw a camera up and live stream it, but it's not really a first-class experience. Mm -hmm. What I'm interested in seeing is that, yeah, we're absolutely going to have in-person experiences and those who – and we're going to make them accessible for those who – like can't make it out. They're not penalized for not being there. Yeah, it's different, but it's a different, just different is what it is. Like you can't replace enjoying a meal together with someone. Right. Yeah. But in terms of the content and making e-commerce more accessible and just the general things that we're working towards, that's a big thing for me is going forward. We won't, we won't sacrifice that and we'll add the value of in-person.
1: Yeah. Um, Christy, do you do you get involved in the community, and how do you find it? Or do you have a sort of a community-related question for Jonathan, as part yeah. of you know who you represent as a as a host? And also, what's really interesting, what you said earlier, that you know you represent you know the small businesses, but the, the really big large enterprise ent- enterprises as well.
4: We have small businesses on the platform, too, Uh, especially right now. um, We just rolled out the store builder feature, so it generates a storefront for you. Um, So we've got all sides of it. And um, I know that our team in particular is really involved with the community as well. But, you know, I what's community? I think I forgot in the last year. It's been so hard without the in-person events for a lot of us. I'm definitely one of those people. And we've seen some, uh, Involvement with virtual events, I definitely did the travel the world thing myself personally, and that was really fun. I got to go to some of the virtual events happening in East Asia and places that I've never been to. Uh, We were even involved in putting together some content for some of the other um, international meetup groups. So it was really fun and interesting And at the same time, the pandemic has been such a challenge. There's upsides and there's downsides. Uh, You mentioned that um, with the e-commerce surge, um, that has probably changed the dynamic of virtual community. In my world, that also changed the dynamic of my work. With hosting, we have, you know, we're frontline into, oh, your load just spiked up 2,000%, you know? And, um it has been a challenging year, without a doubt. Yeah. Um,
1: Jonathan, what do you do as community to reach out all over the world, like try to represent all parts of that? What's your sort of tactic to make sure that everybody's included? I know you've said the word <laughs>
5: inclusivity. Uh, the starting point is to care about it. And that's something that, uh, like but where do you where do you begin there right but it's something that i do care a lot about uh if we are going to democratize commerce that's not for english speakers in the us right and i think it helps a lot that woos origins are international it started in south africa wordpress itself is really like an international project so a lot of my work right now is like again, because community is already there, like there's already a lot happening in different parts of the world. It's how can we acknowledge and recognize and support what's there? And on a personal level, it's, I've been, I've spent a lot of time over this past year, like learning Spanish, just to build up a better appreciation for internationalization. And the fact that uh, English is only a language in, in the sort of the broad scope of things. So I think it starts on that part. Uh, one of the things I'm excited about, we're going to be doing our first uh, WooCommerce live Spanish event next week. And um, that's exciting. I, uh, As much as I wanted to, like I won't be participating in that one. My English isn't quite, or my Spanish isn't quite to where it needs to be for that. But yeah, it's something where we are making conscious investments and the good news, because there's a community that's already there, it's a lot of my time has been, okay, well, let's meet with folks over in Asia and find out what they're doing and where their blockers are and what can we do to help give them resources and support. And, and then just make sure the other aspect of my role is making sure that the product teams, people making decisions are thinking about uh, needs beyond English speaking audiences.
4: Oh, you just really caught my attention. Um, the one sort of Latin American WooCommerce meetup that I know about um, is actually the one in Lima, Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, because, fun fact, that's my hometown. I don't know if any of you knew oh, that. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been familiar with that one. But what other efforts are going on with WooCommerce community in Latin America? I'm super curious.
5: So next week, you'll want to check out the WooCommerce Live Espanol Um mm-hmm which is based in Lima. Um, like we had a meetup requires you to pick a location. Right. So I'm excited about that. So that's an event that's going to be like getting start, like um, from idea to first customer focus on getting started in e-commerce, but uh, all going well, my intent is for that to serve as a launch pad for like an ongoing, like WooCommerce live series. that's focused on Spanish. Um, and so, so that's, that's one example. I mean, the, the community down there in, uh, in, in, I should say like the Spanish speaking community, because Spain is actually also quite active. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. What are
4: we doing to support them financially?
5: Looks like Bob's pulled this up on the screen. Um, nothing in particular. It was going to be venues before, but uh, right. <laughs> that's that's not a factor right now. So I was actually spending quite a bit of time working with um, the, uh, Meetup team in Mexico on a venue plan before all this mm-hmm. happened. So it's wherever they need it is the the short answer. Uh, Zoom accounts, um, the meetup. Do you stuff. also
1: engage with um, product developers and and companies that provide services in in Spanish to to build up sort of a an ecosystem that maybe sits alongside the um, global or English speaking. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, that, that's the advocacy hat, right? Like when people ask questions or they say, hey, what do we do about this? Then that's where I'll go in. like, hey, here's... Like they say, hey, how do we get into the marketplace? Here's the steps. Here's what you sort of need to do. Um, we have started to work on adding translations to the WooCommerce marketplace for different languages. Uh, so that's, that's an ongoing effort. Uh, it's been... One of the things I've had to adjust to is... Despite my intentions, when it, it involves someone other than myself and there's a lot of other teams involved, things just tend to move slower than than uh, you'd like mm-hmm. to. So I do what I can to say, all right, how can we make progress over here without relying on the already strapped product teams at WooCommerce to, to get more done? And I've seen a lot of positive things. there. The community is very involved in translation and the team... Rightly, I think, is focused on tools to make translation that process more accessible. Because there is people who are happy to contribute. How do we make it easier for them to contribute to WooCommerce?
2: How do they, by the way, if if they want to contribute? How do they do that? Where would you send someone?
5: Yeah, so there is some documentation. I'll have to. I'll grab a link. We can include that afterwards on what that what that sort of workflow looks like there's a few, there's these, are, there's the core discussion of like how you contribute to WooCommerce core, but we're all, they're also working to make it easier to contribute to extensions in the marketplace. Cause right now, uh, at least there ha- historically has not been a clear process to doing that. And that's uh, something that the marketplace team prioritized in the last quarter. They've been continuing to work on that.
4: Nice. I'm kind of I- curious I- about how boosting community in places like Lima, but also in other communities, um, and other WooCommerce communities in Latin America place into product, right? Because you can boost community, you can push translations, but there's also a ton of other interesting product considerations going on there. We see them every day, you know, things like we can't use the same payment processors that Americans use and we need to be able to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Taxes, even shipping, right? Sh- a setup for tax shipping is confusing for an American merchant. How right. does that work when you're living somewhere where the postal service doesn't work the way ours does, right? Are we letting local community leaders take the lead on that sort of stuff? Like, what are we doing in terms of the yeah. the content program for that kind of so stuff?
5: The short answer for that, part of the role of community, like as I look at it, is to be an advocate for... Are for our community and that includes local areas so what that looks like in practice is going into local community and understanding like all right who are the processors Who, who what are you using uh what are you using for shipping what are you using for payments what are the integrations that are really strong here and then making sure that the partnerships team the product teams are aware of that like hey this community here is active they're doing things this is where they're feeling blocked right now and those are fairly regular types of conversations i'll have with you know, communities in, in different parts of the world, and the partnerships team does a a fantastic job. I mean, it's a small team. There, there's a lot going on, but I, I see that I see that feedback loop working, where they're like they're saying, "Tell us, like, what what are the needs? What what happens? You can't meet them all, but the loop is is happening there." Uh, more recently, we've been looking at um. I've had some conversations with some of the folks in Asia where they're like, yeah, we want to do more with, we want to help WooCommerce grow in these areas. Uh, We need better options on like the hosting fronts that are localized for that. So that led to, Mm -hmm. okay, let me have a chat with some of the hosting companies that focus on these regions and that do WordPress. Can we help unblock them with WooCommerce so that there's strong local options and local languages? And that includes the payment partners and shipping, et cetera. So, uh, It's making sure that the folks making decisions, and that's part of what I was hired to do, uh, are aware of the needs of these local communities and that I'm advocating for them and making sure that those are making their way into the roadmaps.
4: Right. And they should be driving, right? Like our world has an existent history of large industrialized nations imposing the way we do things on other countries it, and if we're democratizing commerce let's not do that let's if, let them lead
5: if anything that's part of our key like competitive advantage right because shopify's disadvantage in these proprietary platforms ends up being the sort of top down like this is what's for everyone and we already know that about wordpress and it's i think equally true and especially true with Woo- i mean perhaps even more so with woocommerce because of how like unique local environments can be. That's a big reason why I've, the, having the meetup emphasis be like regional and, mm-hmm. and local is because needs are very different. So I think it's a huge advantage for Woo and that's why I'll continue to advocate for it. And I see really strong uh, positive responses from like, like we get it. I, yeah, we, we get, this is how you do it. You don't just like have one thing you figure out. How do you play to the strengths of the needs of merchants in wherever they may be?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pass it to Robert for one final question from our side before we turn the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, good, promise. you get the
3: final question, um, and you get is, the final I, question. It, Make it a
1: good one. Uh,
3: it'll, it'll be a good one, and it's a, a follow up actually from what Christy mentioned about how you know Woo supports uh, financially the communities because that was one of the yeah. questions. Like, is, you know, is there going to be financial support? Is is there? Should there be? I would like there to be. Uh, you know, why not a Woo camp? You know, so we have our word camps. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't there be a woo camp central. Dot uh, org that you know kind of filters and supports a, a, a very vibrant and
5: sort semi separate community than just regular word camps? It's a good question. I do think about this a lot, and it comes up a lot. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, there's, uh, th- I think, where where it makes sense. I want to draw like all the best from what like the the amazing team at.org does with, with events. Like, I think it's fantastic. There are things about woo that are different in terms of it's more like commercial nature, not, not just like that. There's a business behind it, but that of like what, uh, what the community actually cares about. Like I came into this, expecting people to be a lot more sensitive about things like WooCommerce making money. Uh, and they're like, no, like we get it. We're, we're here to make money. And we we want to have confidence that the tools that we're using are viable, et cetera. So there's some, the short of it is like, yeah, I want to see that happen. Like I want to see, but the, 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 the question for me is like, what's the, what's the right approach. And right now, especially with the year that we've had, it's like, all right, well, let me focus on what's here. And what I'm encouraging regions to do is like, I'd like to see events happening in regions. I've been thinking about this under the, like the auspice of this, like WooCommerce live brand, um, as something that okay, like, hey, let's have WooCommerce Live, Espanol, WooCommerce Live Europe, or kind of whatever whatever makes sense. Um, but I want to do whatever makes sense to support this community and help it grow. And I can see a Woocamp type f- construct making sense, whatever we end up deciding to call it. So um, we'll just have to we'll have mm-hmm. to see how it evolves.
4: I know we're yeah, supposed like, to be some asking- that one, Jonathan.
3: <laughs> I want a real WooCamp. <laughs> um Yeah,
4: you no, know, um, I would be curious, you know, Jonathan, if you've seen the same pattern that I think I've seen, which is we're starting to see people come in to WooCommerce from the top, right? So, yeah. oh, I need an e-commerce platform. What's this WooCommerce thing? Wait, what's this WordPress thing underneath? <laughs>
5: exactly we're th- th- seeing
4: that especially mm-hmm. um with sort of features like what we're rolling out in the hosting world right like having this fully integrated e-commerce platform having a store f- storefront generator like store builder we're getting more and more of those conversations and so as those grow we'll- question one is, are you seeing that on your end too? And question two, sub question is what are we going to do about it?
5: Uh, so yes, I'm seeing that. And actually that's a good, I'm glad you brought up that nuance because that's part of my hesitation with Robert with just saying, oh, we're going to do WooCamp because that is a construct and uh, a framing that's very familiar to people in WordPress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in principle, yes, in practice, I want to make sure sh- like, WooCommerce is increasingly becoming. This is sort of my biased perspective. I think WooCommerce and e-commerce as a whole within the WordPress ecosystem is a key to WordPress's continued growth and future. And which is to say, like I'm seeing people who are coming in to say, "Hey, I I, I want to do something in this this world of commerce and e-commerce," and uh, WooCommerce is coming up as an option, and that's introducing them to WordPress. And so uh, that's definitely the case. I want to see more of that because the mission of WooCommerce is not to democratize commerce within WordPress. It's broader, and that for that to be effective, I believe like it's it's very much uh, there's a, a, a an important relationship between the two. Uh, but I think like WooCommerce is its own ecosystem and its mission extends beyond the mission of WordPress. And for that to be successful, we are absolutely going to draw people in who haven't heard of WordPress. And for me, as someone who like loves WordPress and believes in its importance to the future of the open web, I see this as such a golden opportunity to be like, Oh, like they didn't know this was built on WordPress. And now they discover this open source ecosystem. Uh, I think in terms of how we're, helping that grow. I mean, uh, in that sense, to your point, Christy, like COVID has been a bit of a gift, right? Because people are looking their motive, whether their their motivations range from that desire for flexibility or the, some the, however they might frame it, that recognizing the importance of ownership or it's a cost thing. And they're looking for lower cost alternatives to start. And they discover like, Oh, there's this free, um, open source thing that I can sort of build on. What, I'm seeing happen more of is like with our meetups and where I'm directing some of our efforts is to focus more on teaching e-commerce and having our educational and content efforts be more focused on like teaching these principles broadly, rather than it being like how to with woo like that's, that's important and that'll still be a part of it. But i am seeing a shift our efforts to how do we teach the principles of e-commerce and create content and experiences that are, like valuable whether or not you actually use Woo. I I believe that like if we do that effectively, we're carrying out our mission and people are more likely to use Woo.
1: Um Jonathan, I'm gonna ask you to I'm gonna ask the question for you because I really want everybody's perspective on this. I don't read the, the format is sort of um, you know, what's the main obstacle uh, in the growth of WooCommerce, I, I know you've had that question. I, I really want everybody else to to sort of have a go at that. Yeah, and if I could just frame
5: that, I'll just frame yeah, that. Yeah, please do. There's a lot of good things happening with WooCommerce broadly, right? Uh, and but I think it's we don't ever want to slow down. You don't ever want to take things for granted. So what I would love to hear from you guys is from your perspectives and the things that you're looking at what is, yeah, what's that biggest, what's the biggest obstacle that you see to WooCommerce sort of continued growth in the future? And it's this sort of sub-question of like, where can WooCommerce be improving?
1: Yeah, who wants to go first? <laughs> oh,
3: I'll I'll take it. Why not? Come on, it. Just jump in. The coffee's fully kicked in. Um, you know, I see WooCommerce stuck in a weird open source... Uh, bubble where you have, Jonathan's, he's really getting uh, ready for this one. I mean, you have Shopify, you know, obviously at at sort of that, that one end of, you know, the market, you know, Wix is going to be entering that space. Uh, Heck, Elementor just, you know, did some one-click PayPal shopping. I mean, they're, they're not using WooCommerce. And then, If we really want to go crazy on the other side, you know, you have your Amazons and Apples and all these other stores, which are, you know, either utilizing other proprietary services, solutions, or building them on their own flat out. So, you know, what is the sweet spot for WooCommerce? Uh, I know it's open source, so it can be anyone's sweet spot, but I feel like it it does need to market itself as something, not just the solution for everything.
5: So if I can feed that back to you, what I'm hearing you say is the obstacle for WooCommerce's growth is being clear on what its sweet spot is because yeah. Yeah. And and, and open source can't be the
3: answer because I mean, it's great that it is open source and that does give a lot of people flexibility,
5: Uh, you know, or if that's an aspect of the answer, the why it matters needs to be clear and front and center. Hmm. Cool.
4: For me, my answer almost always with everything is ease of use. Mm -hmm. Again, not as the product manager, not as the person that's been looking at WooCommerce day in and day out every single day for the past X number of years of my life, but as someone who knows what it feels like to go into a new thing and be like, what am I doing? Where do I even get started? Mm -hmm. Being given an easy path is how you win and how you continue to grow. And the risk there is that With the last year, with the increased interest in e-commerce, with the fact that we're probably never going back, with all of this stuff, you know, um, there's going to be so much competition. And then when there's competition, you're competing for attention. There's only so much time. There's only so many people. So give me something. Put something in front of me that is even slightly inconvenient. And I'm just like, I can't. No, next thing. (laughs) Great. And so... It's it's the truth. It's how we're operating today. Whether it's good or bad is a different question. But mm-hmm. in terms of how you get WooCommerce to keep growing, it's to make sure that we're keeping that in mind that that span is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And how do we all work together to overcome that, right? I don't think that's a specific WooCommerce community problem. I think that is everybody involved.
5: Yeah. So to kind of feed that back to you, what I'm hearing you see the obstacle to WooCommerce's growth. The one that stands out is the ease of use. Like uh, how do you make it easier for someone who doesn't have any context for WordPress or, or a, uh, a higher threshold of pain, if you will, to sort of go through that, to get started and have success.
4: And not only that, but how do you make it continually easier and easier and easier it Our going. world's demand for easy is only going to get more and more intense, right? Like, we're not going to hit this goal of like, all right, we made an onboarding series that gets you online in 60 minutes. We're done, like, right? Like, the the entire process has to continue and keep up.
1: Do you think um, hosting companies have a maybe shared responsibility or push to to make that happen? I mean, it's it's not easy to to set up, a, well, easy to set up a hosting and, and pay your, you know, fill in your credit card details. But then installing WordPress, that's no easy. That's one click. Learning WordPress, then uh, installing WooCommerce, learning WooCommerce, there's so many different steps. So, you know, there's this onboarding thing. Um, I've heard from various different companies working on something, um, you know, Liquid Web or Nexus created something. But you might be doing something. Sorry, probably your your. Business we named the most now. You're doing something. Um, GoDaddy Pro might be doing something else. WP Engine, just to name a, a few competitors. Uh, doing something that if we all do something very different, isn't that going to sort of disintegrate the system and we start creating these small proprietary systems? Or should there be a more coordinated effort in tackling this? Maybe I've also contribute towards this. And it's not just the hosting, but it's also towards plugins uh, and other SaaS apps that um, fill the gaps, like for marketing and so on.
4: I mean, I can tell you this, we just launched our storefront generator store builder, and it's working in the sense that, one, we're getting those really interesting people that are looking for WooCommerce as a solution and coming in from the top. That's awesome. We all win when that's happening, right? Eventually, those people look for WooCommerce tutorials. They look for consulting. They look to WooCommerce.com for further extensions. That's great. Here's what's not awesome. A certain percentage of those people, they right now, the product is brand new, so they have access to product dev. They're writing us and being like, this is still too complicated. We all lose there. It doesn't matter whether WP Engine created a storefront generator or if Nexus created a storefront generator. If once they get through whatever thing has brought them inside, they're like, but how does this work? And that's what I'm talking about, right? And whether they should or shouldn't, whether hosting companies should or shouldn't be doing, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> I what I should be doing. Well, I'll
3: tell you this. If you're a hosting company and you are not thinking about how to integrate WooCommerce today, you're not going to be a hosting company in three years. Correct. I mean, that's, just yeah. the end of, that's just the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and how you implement that, you know, we've talked about, obviously Nexus by Liquid Web. I think I memorized that now. Uh, but, you know, WP Engine. I mean, but you can look at all of them, like, you know, Kinsta, Convezio, mm-hmm. SiteGround. Uh, GoDaddy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
3: Go, of course, GoDaddy. Um, they're all going to have some, you know, play attack on, you know, what the e-commerce, e-commerce by WooCommerce experience is. And everyone's going to try to find different ways to reduce the friction. And that's always going to have to be the, the case, you know, we're going to call it ease of use, but it's friction throughout everything. So it's friction, uh, reduce the friction in onboarding, reduce the friction in, you know, integrating inventory, reduce the friction in, you know, to, and this is for Jonathan, reduce the friction in understanding what WooCommerce is. Yeah. I mean, there's so many goofy internet names in the world. Why should I choose WooCommerce over ZooCommerce over, you know, U- Because U- we have
5: good shirts.
3: Well, but I mean, but the, you but there's, have, but we don't have. There's no, there's no
5: decision making.
4: Where's my shirt, Jonathan? Yeah, where's <laughs> my yeah. shirt? <laughs> yeah. That's there's my multiple... question. Do you need
3: my address? Like... But there's friction in the decision making yeah. process. Yeah. So you want to reduce that. So people are like, okay, it's Shopify or Big Commerce or WooCommerce. Let's break it down just to three things. You know, you want to reduce the amount of questions people have to ask. To to yeah. get where they want to go,
2: and and by the way, now I'm I'm also going to throw in my little two bits because I had really? to formulate listening to what all you guys were saying too. I had to think about this myself as to like we're, going back yeah. to what our topic is here. What do we That's see right. as the obstacle? I want to say what I see as not the obstacle, but what I see as what will help only continue WooCommerce forward, and that is looking at it when my agency had on. You know, I've worked in multiple platforms, CMS platforms. A lot of the CMS platforms, their e-commerce offerings didn't always fit the bill for our clients. And so we went to a lot of the SaaS products, you know, Equiz, Shopify, we went to the SaaS products. And they're great products too, right? Um, And they do take the approach that Christy is talking about where it kind of looks real simple when you jump in, they can dig and you can get deeper and deeper. Um, And so I do I, I do appreciate that about it. But I also kind of feel like, uh, woo, also, it, when you first just get in there, I don't feel like it's too overwhelming. Uh, but maybe there could be some more UI that makes it look a little easier, as Christy's insinuating there. Because it's really, it's more about making it look easy, right? I mean, we want all the bells and whistles back behind everything. So yeah. but we want it to look easy. Um, but when when I went into, you know, when we started using, using WordPress, it, a lot of times we hit all the all the check boxes that we needed for the client's e-commerce needs. And so we didn't have to go outside to a, a SAS. We were able to keep it included with everything else that we had going on for them in, in, in WordPress. And so I found it was it was typically the answer when we were dealing in the WordPress world. Um, now if I put it on the on the training hat now as opposed to the agency hat. It's always it's always about training, right? Anything seems easy if you have been shown it and trained it. And so having that information out there, wherever you can find it, wherever you can get it. you, You know, people always want to have that. Walk me through this. Show me how to do it and make it make it look easy. Like Christy said, show me the basics. I want to, you know, help me spin this up and get these things set up in five minutes, 10 minutes. We don't have to go in super detail. I need the high level. Let me do it now. Once I am comfortable with that, I can take that next level and go to intermediate or advanced type learning. And 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 needs will come up, which force them to go into intermediate and advanced learning. Right? So, yeah. So I don't see I don't see your obstacles necessarily, especially right now when so many businesses were closed down and had to go online. I mean, it's now is the time. It's just continuing to do good work out there, continuing to do good UI in there. Um, You also have a very rich amount of plugins that work with Woo out there that, you know, that people are also making money off of. Right. There's a lot of people out there that are also prospering from this. And so I think it's just a matter of uh, keeping up the good work, as it were, to avoid any obstacles then. Very good.
4: Yeah. And to be clear, right? Like, Jonathan, I'm not coming at you like with a shaking fist, right? Saying that WooCommerce is too hard to use. I think that for me, it's about the focus on maintaining the eye on that prize, right? Like, we are never going to get to it's perfectly easy to use. But we can't sit back and be like, well, we have the setup wizard and we have, you know, all these things. And so we're good. Like we got it right. Like we all of us have to continue to keep thinking about that star as constantly being a top priority. I've been
5: really encouraged with the just the product team's overall focus on that. Like that is an area that we recognize like it's got to be better. And there's a tension like within this open source world. We don't want to take away that flexibility. You can't compromise the Mm flexibility. So It's like the hardest thread like the hardest line to find of like, how do you make it more accessible to get started? Uh, what does that journey look like for someone? And, you know, how do we give them, how do we make it more accessible, lower the barrier of entry without removing that, that power that makes it attractive to begin with?
1: Mm-hmm. The, uh, the new uh, menu, WooCommerce menu, I think is a really good example of how, what you've just mentioned, Jonathan, the product team are looking at different user groups, being able to do what they need to do. So, you know, a developer might need the full WordPress access, whereas a, a WooCommerce store manager only needs to focus on the on the Woo part. So maybe there there are more levels coming in. Is there something you can? Is that on, on the
5: roadmap? Yeah, I think the, the navigation work is a great example of like forward thinking. You know, it's a big change. There's a lot to it, and I've really appreciated the care that they've taken to get feedback, yeah. to do testing on it, and the results have been really promising. So uh, yeah. I think it's it's an, a good example of what I expect to see a lot more of uh, from the product teams. of like, how do we build things that make WooCommerce as a whole get further along in that direction of, making it more accessible and recognize that we're part of a much bigger ecosystem. So giving people time to, to, to interact and figure out, okay, what's it going to look like for my extension to work with in this context? Like, and it's a delicate balance. And so far I'm seeing that that's being done really well. Yeah. Jonathan, last I'm going to give
1: the last word to you.
5: Well, the question. question, sorry. Uh, one of the things that I'm curious about is what, what are some things that we can do in community? So a lot of what we do in community is focused on the merchants, which is, I think, the right thing for us to be focused on. So with meetups, with the content, with the events, it's very much like how do we make things more accessible for merchants? Builders are a huge part of all this, right? Like and I, When I look at meetups, like it's, it's freelancers, agency folks, product folks, they're showing up, they're being – they're a huge part of um, what's making – uh, what's making it work for the new folks, like answering questions. So my question is what are some of the things that we can be doing in community to better support the builders? And I'd love to hear from each of you.
2: Uh, I, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that, you know, especially again, all these new people coming into e-commerce, they they They're not builders at all. They're new to this. And so this is all very confusing, right? I mean, part of the reason why it looks so difficult is because they've just never done anything like this before. I mean, they sell candles, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And they're just like, what? I never had to think about this. And they eventually, hopefully- They shouldn't have to think about that. Right. Hopefully they they can run their job and they will find someone, whether it be an individual or whether it be an agency or whatever, that is going to help them to grow their e-commerce, make it stronger, have more features that they don't need to spend their time learning and doing. They need to find those people who can help them, like I said, whether it's an individual or whether it's agencies. And so I think that you guys in the community really do need to strengthen the 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 networks and everything between the agencies and the, and, the, and the and the just the builders out there in general because they're the ones that these new people coming in are eventually going to have to turn to because yeah, spinning up a, a site may be really quick and easy, but then they're like, oh, I want to offer gift certificates or, oh, I need to do this. And they just don't know. And they don't know that they're doing it right. And so what are they going to do? They're going to hire someone. And so yeah. those are your builders out there. And and the builders need to know it inside out and backwards, right? And, the, and, and they need to talk amongst themselves and share knowledge amongst each other, because that's how we all learn is talking to all our peers out there and like, we had this. How'd you fix that? Oh, we had that. We did this. Oh, thank you. You know, and that's, that's what it's all about to me, too. You know, that's that's the lovely thing about the community in all of my groups. It's, it's fantastic. That's really Cheers!
4: Good. Like I couldn't agree more. Like one thousand percent. Snap! <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. excited to hear that because yeah. that's that's the world I live in, right? My arms are stretched out in both directions at all time. I'm looking at the store builder next people. I'm looking at the nineteen dollar a month people. I'm looking at the people who need that ease of use and everything. But we also have plans in the four figures a month, and those are the people who are the WooCommerce builders. You are not going to be running a successful e-commerce business where when you're pulling in 13 million dollars you're doing all the dev work that's not gonna be a thing right product manager hat off business owners hat on when you succeed the effect of success is going to be you start distributing the tasks delegating outsourcing Mm -hmm. right so you're the merchant we need to get you in there Right. So that's why I, that's why one of my arms is stretched out towards the merchant, but then that merchant's going to hire a developer be, ideally. Right. And then we're looking at what I mentioned in the beginning, how do we make a WooCommerce store go crazy fast? How do we make it super tight and secure? How do we make sure that this infrastructure is serving the needs of WooCommerce? How do we make it so that our custom orders table um, plugin and all the work that we do over there helps the developers and things like that? And um, when we get our builders and our developers coming in and asking us questions, they're asking different questions than my merchants, right? So my my arms are constantly in both directions. And they're asking questions about the kinds of resources they're going to need. They're asking questions about custom hosting solutions and custom sizing. They're asking questions about how they can integrate some advanced features or features that exist elsewhere, right, um, into workflow features, into what they're doing. And so making sure that we have those answers and the other answers really matters. Now, for me, I have a very deep and personal interest In the merchant, just because that is something that's really curious to me, right? I'm the product manager. I'm looking at advocating for the voice of the customer. And I came into this role as an online business owner, (laughs) but we've got to be able to, you know, pat our heads and roll our bellies at the same time if WooCommerce is going to succeed.
2: Yeah, and I was going to say, and not I didn't want to make uh, short of the merchant education too, though, by the way, and the community there that needs to be there because what is important is they need to know what they're looking for. If they need additional help, they need to know what they're asking for. They need to know that they're not getting ripped off, right? I mean, they need to know that they're getting what they need. Um, And and so it is still important for them to have an overall understanding, I do think. Yeah.
3: Robert? So, I, I do wa- totally want to hit this from like just in my head. The builder is a hardcore developer who's doing you know all sorts of crazy integration, and um, they like building. They hate dealing with monotonous, uh, repetitive stuff. You know, oh god, now I got to deal with inventory. Now I got to deal with a payment processor. I don't know if this is something that can be solved at the woo end, or is this a you know a hosting uh, provider end. But you know, getting rid of stuff that creative developers and builders don't want to deal with, making it sort of automagical in in some ways, or or at least with APIs that integrate very seamlessly, very quickly. You know, I remember setting up e commerce stores where you know, you spending a week just to connect up to a you know credit card provider, and that was just mind blowingly painful and not yeah. satisfying because you weren't actually building a product for your merchant in that you know in that case. You know, get, you know, if there are ways for Woo to reduce the friction in sort of mundane,
5: redundant development, I think that will grow and grow the builder population. Just to to feedback on on both of those. So uh, what you guys have shared so far, uh, one of the things that I've been able to do, Robert, and I would love to do more of is like when. So we now have uh, Alan Smith, who's a developer advocate. He's doing some fantastic work and doing this like practically. Uh, saying, Hey, what do you guys need? And like kind of getting those dots connected. Uh, I would love to be seeing like builders in the community say, Hey, if this existed and make making like, like write a post about it, like write a blog post and make a case for something and explain like how this would make your life easier. Cause the the receptivity is there on the product teams side of things. We just have to connect those dots and that's part of our role in community. Um, To Christine Robbie, all I, I, what I heard overall was keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> so I, I would say just in general, like it, it's things like, I, I love what Bob is doing with, with do the woo and with events like this. And and my overall focus is like, all right, if I can help grow the merchant community, like the builders seem to wreck, like they're a huge part of this. They seem to recognize the inherent value of them being active and involved. I've been super grateful for like a lot of the meetups are being run by builders and and I'm seeing that magic sort of happen, right? Where people are like, hey, I need help. And that that's very, it's all very sort of genuine. So I'm just focusing on let's grow the merchant side of things and just keep the doors open for builders and say, hey, you tell us what you need. We'll get those loops closed. Uh, we'd love to be doing more, but so far I'm hearing keep doing what we're doing. Yeah.
1: And don't forget to... Um... <laughs> Join in with Woo and this builder community event because I think that's also the link between WooCommerce and uh, the builders and you know having this conversation. I think it's a, it's a great step forward. Jonathan, I'm going to say a big thank you for your time and everybody else's time and good questions and see you again soon.